Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it might be that you're joining me here. This is the Whole Child School Podcast with Job Isles. That is me, and each week I'll be giving you a quick practical guide to implementing practices from the Whole Child School Academy, or what we call the WCS Academy. It'll be short enough to listen to during your planning period or on your drive to school, or if you want, you can even have me join you for lunch once a week. We'll have a live episode later in the semester, so stay up to date with our website, wholechildschool.com, or follow us on Twitter, at WholeKidsSchool. And of course, if you have any topics or problems for which you would like some strategies, just send me an email, Isles at wholechildschool.com. That's spelled J-O-B-I-L-E-S at wholechildschool.com. Or of course, get in touch with me on Twitter at WholeKidsSchool. Each week, I will ask you to take an honest look at your current practices. And as we talk, I do hope I can change the way you think about some things and maybe even change the way you do things in your school, classroom, or district. So welcome. Let's talk. Well, this is the very first episode of the WCS podcast, the Whole Child School podcast. And in this first podcast, what we're going to start with is not talking directly about the whole child, but we're going to talk about the teacher. We're going to talk about how you as the educator, you have needs as well. You see, we do need to support the students, and we'll get into that. We do have to think about what the students need, and we'll get into that. But as the teacher, as the educator, as the school administrator or district leader, we cannot forget that we also have needs. We cannot forget to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. You've heard it before, I'm sure, plenty of times that you can't pour from an empty cup. But I, I want to challenge that idea. You see, I agree that you can't pour from an empty cup. That's obviously true. But you can't even survive on an empty cup. You see, we have to have something in our cup just to make it. And if we're planning on giving to others out of that cup, we need to get to the point where our cup is full to the brim and then even overflowing. And out of that overflow, we pour into young people. We pour into colleagues. We pour into the families and the communities that we serve. So how do we do that? How do we make sure that our cups are not simply not empty, but that they have gotten to the point that they are full and overflowing with goodness into the lives of those that we care about. Well, I don't know about you, but I am certainly tired of hearing about self-care. Of course, the reason I'm tired of hearing about self-care is because I've heard so many times people indulge themselves in the name of self-care and say things like, it's not selfish, it's self-care, as they stay up late binge-watching their favorite shows on Netflix as they take a trip and they completely escape reality for a little bit, as they quickly jump into the drive through lane at their favorite overpriced coffee shop and grab a quick latte 
with tons of sugar and extra cream and all sorts of other ingredients that they enjoy. But why are we calling that self-care? You see, if, if we're really going to take care of ourselves so that we can pour into young people and into our colleagues, then we have to start asking ourselves a few questions about our self-care. I've got four questions for you, actually. First of all, when you think about your time, is it intentional or incidental? When you think about your time and how you spend that time, are you reflective or simply removed? When you return from that time that you spend investing in yourself and in your own well-being, are you rejuvenated or are you resentful? And finally, when you think about your life, the day-to-day, the week-to-week, the month-to-month, Are you maxed out or do you have margin? If we'll begin to ask ourselves these questions, intentional versus incidental, do I set aside time? Have I scheduled it into my day or my week where I say, this is the time where I'm going to make sure that my well-being is addressed? Or is it simply that I notice I have an extra 10, 15, maybe only five minutes, and so I spend it really just wishing that I had more time to myself, intentional or incidental? Have I set aside that time in such a way that it's as important as any other meeting that I schedule for myself, that it's so important that I wouldn't skip it just because someone might get upset with me. That I'm not going to say, well, I was going to take care of myself during that time, but this person really needs me, so... No. We must be intentional about this time where we make sure that we are okay. During that time, do we reflect on maybe the day or the week? Do we look back and see what went well, what didn't go well, What was happening leading up to those moments or those times that didn't go well? What was happening leading up to those times that did go well? How do I increase the good ones and decrease the not-so-good ones? Or am I simply removed? Am I simply escaping the present so that I don't have to deal with it? Ignoring the fact that when I do come back, it will all be there waiting for me. Those troubles, those difficulties, those stressors, they don't go away simply because I went away. They're there waiting on me. And that's why it's important that during that time I'm reflective of those issues, of those problems, of those stressors. They're going to be there either way. I may as well spend time reflecting on what will I do about them. Not in a worrisome way. Not in a I must solve it now kind of way but simply asking, what can I do to make things better? That leads to the third question of when I return from my time of addressing my well-being, do I feel rejuvenated or resentful that I have to return? 
Do I feel ready to rock and ready to meet those kids and colleagues where they're at and support them with what they need right then in the moment? Do I feel re-energized, ready to re-enter this incredibly difficult work of loving on kids? Or do I simply feel resentful? Do I simply look at what I have been called to do and, and the job that I've been tasked with and say, I can't wait till next Sunday afternoon when I get some time to myself again. This might be one of the most telling questions you can ask yourself when it comes to evaluating whether or not your time is truly taking care of your well-being or if it's not. And then the fourth question I have for you, in your life, do you have margin or are you maxed out? It's so easy in this day and age with all of the technology to plan away every minute of our week. And I say plan it away on purpose because before we know it, we can get to the end of the week and we have used up every single moment. In the name of efficiency, we have made sure that no time is left where I might sit still and reflect. Or perhaps it's in the name of carrying the banner of exhaustion. I do have one more thought for you when it comes to taking care of yourself and addressing your own well-being as the educator and as the person who takes care of so many other people. I call it the golden rule of self-care. You've heard of the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, the golden rule of self-care is take care of yourself the way you would take care of someone you love. You see, if, if a dear friend of yours or your spouse or your children called you and told you about a, a rough day or a rough week, I think the last thing you would say to them is, you know what, just head on home, turn on some Netflix, watch 12 episodes of your favorite show, and, and just forget about the world for a while. No, I think most of you would talk it over with your friend. Talk about what's going on. Talk about what's underneath any of their stressors that they might be experiencing. Talk to them about what you could do to support them and, and tell them that you're so glad that they reached out because they're not in this alone and you're there for them. So, are you there for you the same way you would be there for them? I certainly hope so. And so as we prepare for kids coming back to school, either in person or virtually, let's make sure that you take time to address your own well-being, fill up that cup to the point of overflowing. And I would recommend that you even look to the one who can completely fill your cup. Cast all your burdens on him, he says, because he cares for you. That's Jesus Christ. So investigate that claim. See what he has to say. But either way, make sure you do indeed take time for your own well-being. Because the whole child needs the whole teacher. As we wrap up this week's episode, I want to ask you, how will you put this into practice this week? Be specific and practical. Set a goal. Make a plan. Because remember, a goal without a plan 
that's just a wish. I'm Job Isles. Thank you for joining me on this week's Whole Child School podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Music for Whole Child School podcast is from bensound.com.